Hey, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Chris down on Bondi Beach once again. Gorgeous day, bright sunshine, not cold, feet are warm. Well, change, there it is. Uh, uh, getting sunburnt, sitting in the sun, uh, and it's, gee, I don't even think it's 8 o'clock yet. It's uh, been out here since 6 o'clock in the morning. It is delicious. And of course, it's COVID time, so uh, we have to be uh, aware that we uh, can't, be near anybody. It's interesting to see that Britain have got Freedom Day coming up, um, uh, that Netherlands tried it and uh, and had a kickback, but I think it's really clever in Britain because they're basically saying if you don't get your immunisation, it's your responsibility. The Netherlands got 5,000 cases, but uh, very few hospitalisations, so people are sick. Uh, from so it become what they're doing in Britain is basically throwing the responsibility for immunity and protection and self-awareness back into the hands of the individual and I can't think of a better solution than that uh, <coughs> rather than the government to be enforcing laws about masks and social distancing I see a great uh, philosophy from the from the uh, Prime Minister of Britain and to, to say <coughs> The responsibility is yours. If you don't get immunised, you're probably going to end up in hospital and social distancing is not a law, but you might, you can do it if you want and wearing a mask is not compulsory, but you can do it if you want. And that throws it all back into the hands of the individual. And I love this because it takes it away from the authoritarian idea of uh, emergency and puts it into a sustainable long-term um, proposition. The most important thing is it doesn't matter how many people get COVID anymore. That's not really a, uh, the measure. It, me, it, the measure is how many people are dying and how many people are in hospital from it. Because if you get your injection, you can still get COVID. You can still be a carrier of COVID. It's just you won't go to hospital. You'll just get a really nasty couple of weeks of the flu uh, and it won't be life-threatening. You won't get pneumonia and all the things that have been putting people in, uh, in hospital and life-threatening. So I really understand the culture of Britain basically saying we don't want to be authoritarian uh, uh, dictators here. We want people to make uh, their own decisions and be self-responsible. I think that is ultimately ca causing, uh, what do you call it, uh, mass immunity or uh, uh, community immunity. And then uh, <coughs> those people who don't want to have an injection, that's free, free speech. Uh, that's their call. Today I wanted to talk about mindset and uh, a, a couple of times in the last week or two people have talked to me about uh, uh, not being able to resolve uh, dilemma. They have a dilemmas and if you find yourself, um, for example, needing to make a decision about something or you know, where to go on holidays or whether to change jobs or uh, what to do about your relationship and things. and you find yourself with polarized a polarized proposition. It's like an on-off switch, or go left or go right, or make this decision, uh, choose this company for a job or that company for a job. You find yourself in a polarized proposition. Um, typically, you're not going to <clears throat> make a wise decision from a polarized proposition. I think what you've got to realize, once you have a polarized proposition for a decision-making process, you know, fire them or hire them, uh, fire them or, or keep them, well, that's a polarized decision. Once you're in that position, you know that you're in dangerous territory. And I think dangerous territory means that the decision you make is going to be made primarily on uh, on, on uh, available information, but you don't have all the information because if you have all the information, 
you draw a conclusion. Conclusions are where it's obvious. So it's not a, a conclusion is not a polarized uh, thing going, oh, well, it's bloody obvious. It's, it's you know, they, they, they're shit, they've got to go. Uh, a, a conclusion is something you make inside yourself. You just know that you know that you know that you know. And I think as an inspired person, a person who's living with inspiration rather than motivation, you need to be aware of the difference between a motivated decision, which is polarized choices, and a polarized outcome, which is a conclusion you make because it's just black and white, or a conclusion you draw because you just know that you know that you know that you know. And that's the difference between motivation and inspiration on a decision-making process. So let's just talk about this for a little while. <clears throat> it all comes back to mindset. So let's say, uh, I'm walking along and I, I stub my toe and it bloody hurts and I go home and then I uh, sit there and I go, oh, uh, this person uh, needs my advice and they need my advice as whether to stay in a job or leave a job and I'm uh, asked to give them uh, uh, some conclusion, help them make a conclusion. Because I stubbed my toe and I had to repair that or uh, let's say deal with it, I'll possibly be in a healing mindset or... Uh, uh, pain management mindset or a bloody annoyed mindset or a self-depreciating mindset because I you know blame myself for the stupidity of stubbing my toe in a place where it was a step you know which I could see and so you get into a mindset and we forget we're in the mindset because we very quickly negotiate to be in that mindset with ourselves and we forget that we've moved out of uh, our healthiest place and we start moving into an unhealthy place and we default to it for the next hour. And someone says to you, you walk up, uh, as I do quite often to some of my clients, and they, they say, I say, you're a bit angry. And they go, no, I'm not. I said, you sure you're not angry? No, I'm not. I said, it seems like I'm fucking not angry. And I go, well, feels like you're a bit angry. If you fucking say I'm angry again, I'm gonna punch your lights out. And I go, well, that's a little bit angry. And they go, oh yeah, maybe it is. And so it's really hard when you're in the mindset uh, to recognize yourself. It's really hard to recognize who you are in that mindset. Whether it's a winning mindset, whether it's a loser mindset, um, it's, it's really it's interesting because <clears throat> if somebody asked you tomorrow to uh, uh, take all your financials, your net worth, all your banking, and lay it out on the table and, and uh, your net worth and your income and your outgoings and all your financial management, lay it out on the table and take a photo of it and, 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 and put it on Instagram and Facebook and send it to the City Morning Herald so the world knew it. There'd be a degree of, now I'd rather be the brand that I am uh, and I don't want the world to know my uh, dirty dark secrets or my truth or whatever it is especially if you're a bit ashamed or if the world took your thoughts from yesterday and put those thoughts on the front page of the city morning herald or the melbourne age or something and put or the queensland courier they put these thoughts uh out for public scrutiny it's like it would be the equivalent of taking your privacy and making it public and because we have shame because we have a gap between you know, what we keep a secret from people and what we publicize to people, we are not necessarily always transparent. And therefore, the, in the secret world of our hidden self, our hidden, our hidden thing, can become a mindset that is not necessarily 
to our awareness. So in other words, those secrets are so private that we, we kind of like forget their secrets. So again, it's the same as uh, an athlete. Um, <clears throat> an athlete might be training really hard and everyone around them going, oh my God, well, I really admire you for, for your training. You, you get out every day and you put on your shorts and your running shoes and off you go and you train really hard. And that person's really happy because that's the public uh, persona. But then that athlete has to go in a competition. They say, oh, there's a race next weekend. And suddenly that person gets nervous. So why would they be nervous if they're happy with their public persona? And the answer is that the race is a measure of whether they're really running well or not well. It's not to do with anything to do with brand. It's a performance measurement. It's a, it's a, it's a metric. It's a, it's, a, it's a measure. And it would be the same, again, as putting your financials on show to say whether you're being paid well enough or whether you're being whether you've saved enough or whether you're healthy enough uh, same as the aura ring I have a couple of clients that I share my aura ring every day with and sometimes they just don't share it with me what they've got and one is one reason is because alcohol change at night changes the aura rings measurement uh, markedly down uh, and the other is sometimes they've uh, overcooked the goose and they've not looked after themselves and the aura ring will tell that. So sometimes they don't send me their measure because it's going to reveal something that they're keeping a secret. So the secret world and the public world, public and private, and what in nature's law is quite transparent is to say, make your privates public. You know, don't be, and that doesn't mean blurt out all your hidden secrets, but it means don't be ashamed of who you really are. And that is really important in order to be inspired because inspiration means when the inner voice, you, the guy, the person, the woman that's in you, is speaks louder than the outer voices, which is the opinions of mum, dad, family, parent, partner, kids, all this thing. The inner voice speaks louder than the outer voices. And if you can't connect with your inner voice because there's shame about it or uh, you're not aware of it. So this mindset which we need to arrive at in order to make conclusions rather than decision, it needs to be a fixed place. In other words, we could say to ourselves, I'm about to make a decision on an employee. Am I angry? Am I, in a, am I sad? Am I frustrated? Am I tired? Am I... And if the answer to any of those questions is yes, then that's a very good self-awareness. But the, what we've said earlier in this uh, conversation today is you probably won't know that you're angry because after half an hour of being angry, you think that's just you being you. And so it's hard uh, unless you have a mirror you can stare in or a coach you can ring up and go, am I angry right now? And I go, yeah, no, yeah, no, or whatever. And then you could even then ask the question in a way that makes it not conspicuous that you're angry. So rather than to ask, where am I at right now? We need to go to a place. We need to target a place. So what we, what we say is the closest approximation we can come to, to, to the state of inspiration in terms of the emotional language that we use to describe a human mindset and therefore emulate uh, what is natural, what is nature, is gratitude, presence, certainty and love. The four words that we use over and over again in the podcast to, to reveal a state a mindset where you will make wise decisions, draw conclusions, in other words. And so gratitude for the past. Am I grumpy about something that took place? Am I pissed off? Am I judging this person? Am I criticizing them? Am I remembering them for who they were? Am I uh, thinking about what they did yesterday rather than what they did? Am I grateful for who they are? And 
you know, it's very easy for us to get into a mindset of, oh, that person really messed up a job yesterday, therefore I'm going to judge them today, uh, whether I uh, hire or fire them based on that. But if, you, if you're really being authentic and inspired, you have to say, am I thankful for what they did yesterday? And thankfulness means there's two sides to everything. And if they screwed up yesterday, there was a benefit to the screw up that you're not seeing because that keeps you grumpy. So uh, d- d- searching for the benefit means searching for the, 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 the gratitude. And gratitude is, is not uh, a fake positivity, which a lot of people think it is. Gratitude, really what it means is I'm thankful for the, for the plus and the minus of everything that takes place. Um, I'm sitting on the beach, it's bright sunshine, my feet aren't cold. Am I thankful for, but I'm also getting sunburnt. I'm also sitting here um, uh, um, uh, occupying a space on the beach for somebody else. I'm also... Uh, not actually out in the water. So there's negatives and positives to being even in a great place. And that's gratitude, is being thankful for both the positive and the negative of wherever you are. Gratitude, presence. Presence means I'm in the zone. I'm in here, right? In, am I operating in this moment in time? So the question will be, am I worried about the future? Am I worried about the past? If I am, I'm not present. Present means I'm right here, right now. Now you can expand the present and that's one of the exercises we teach you to do in the vision setting is to expand the now. In other words, this moment now can include the future. And that exercise, expanding the now, and expanding the now to be in the past. So if you go up in the universe, there's a thing called the Akash, which is the energy of the universe. And they say in the energy of the universe, all the past and all the present is already sitting there. Nothing can be created, nothing can be destroyed it's just in a different form. So we can tap into the future, tap into the past, from the, but we have to be extremely present in order to do that. So getting present is not just dealing, being happy in this moment, happy, happy now, happy now, happy now. Being present is being able to sit quietly with using your peripheral vision and include your vision of the future in the now. How does it feel to be there? Visualize yourself being there. And this is the manifestation process I'm doing with Troy on the Change One, Change All podcast. So we're, we're nearly finished that. We've got another couple of weeks to go and, and that whole manifestation journey will be done with Change One, Change All. We'll have to think of something else to talk about. The third one, gratitude, present certainty. Now, as I've mentioned before uh, on this podcast, um, certainty is something that corporate people really, really get frightened about. Uh, in, in fact, the word that I was forced to use in a workshop with a client who said they would not let me speak to their employees if I used the word certainty was clarity. But I don't mean clarity when I say certainty. I mean absolute certainty. So what can you be certain of? Well, there are some things you can be certain of. Firstly, you can be certain that every person's behavior on earth isn't true, isn't authentic. Everybody's uh, uh, limping their lives, not walking their talk. So. You can be certain that every single person you know, your partner, your kids, everybody, is doing their best to walk their talk, but they're limping their lives. So that's just the truth. Secondly, what we are working on, we talk about. So anybody says they know something isn't really being authentic. What they're saying is they think they know. Um, And so there are certain certainties that you can come up with. And I think knowing certainties gives you a realistic expectation of how life is going to be. If, you're, uh, if your parents are, want to live in the house with you and your kids, they're not doing it for the kids. They're not doing it for you. They're doing it for them because they've run out of puff. They've run out of life. So 
there are certain certainties that you can actually go to and say, this is predictable as the sun coming up in the morning, going down at night. There are certain things in, the, in life that you can predict. And that certainty that comes from, uh, from the universal laws, that certainty gives us certain relaxation because we don't bullshit ourselves, we don't bullshit others. We just see and, and life becomes, you start to be like Superman with, or Superwoman with X-ray vision. And so you see through stuff, and it doesn't mean that it's wrong because you can see through it. It means that's just normal. That's the certainty. You you, you know that people are are um, uh, emo when as soon as a person is emotional, you know they're guilty. You know they're in fear. You don't have to ask. You do have to ask what is the fear and what is the guilt, but you don't have to ask. So you don't have to second guess anymore. And I think second guessing is one of the greatest. Uh, negative challenges the world has to face at the moment is everyone's trying to second guess each other and work out what's really going on when they have no skill at doing it. They're trying to create certainty out of emotion, which will never work. So certainty means you understand the world or you have x-ray vision or you see from a helicopter view or you have a bigger viewpoint than um, than than the average punter. And, and people do not have certainty. Even if you read the Bible, and you go, oh, I'm going to get certainty from being religious. You can't have it. It's impossible from any religious book to get certainty. So the universal laws, understanding universal laws, working through prediction and expectation, that's where certainty comes from. Finally, love. As soon as we say the word love, we engage people in a, in a, a paper chase because the word love means something different to everybody. And so we're not talking emotional love. When you say gratitude, presence, certainty, and love, love is balance with gratitude. So love is support and challenge. Is this person supporting and challenging you? Yes, no, then you're wrong. Everything in the universe, everything in nature, everything in life gravitates to support and challenge. And if you see both sides. So gratitude, presence, certainty, and love adds up to a mindset. That mindset is the space that you go to to make a decision. If you're in gratitude, presence, certainty and love and you make a decision, the decision will be a conclusion and the conclusion will not necessarily be always the logical one, but it'll be the true one. It'll be the real one. It'll be the one you can live with for the rest of your born days when you make, it a, make a conclusion to spend money or make a conclusion to end a relationship or make a conclusion to start one. The conclusion will be yours. It will not be based on a imbalanced mathematical logic in, in your brain, which will always end up feeding you information that will be surprising and disappointing and frustrating and annoying that you didn't know everything before you made your conclusion. So gratitude, presence, certainty and love. So we don't gravitate back to a, a, a mindset, we go toward it every time. Otherwise, if we gravitate back to a mindset, we will gravitate back to the unconscious and unknown uh, emotions of being angry and saying, well, that's my default, uh, or being sad, that's my default, or being excited, that's my default, or being in love, that's my default. And those default places we, we uh, are, can change every hour depending on what music's playing in the house or, or what your partner did this morning or what, uh, you, how your bike ride went or yesterday or how the surf is or whether the sun's shining. All these defaults that are based on guesswork or how do I feel right now. Those defaults are so variable that you would be really wise never to trust them. It's very much wiser to say, I go to 
a mindset to make good decisions. And that mindset I go to is gratitude, presence, certainty and love. This is Chris. Have a beautiful day. Bye for now.